So um, here's a question for you. Okay. I didn't. I was looking at the lyrics as they were coming by. Yeah. Very often you hear that song, you don't hear the lyrics. You just hear a, like a musical cover. Well, I think yeah, yeah. Is it a Christmas carol, or is it like a holiday carol? And by that I mean, is it about Jesus in some way, or the historicity of Christmas, or is it just like a? The halls look pretty. We should tell our friends to come over and have wassail with us as we hang ornaments. That kind of a thing. Uh huh. I don't know the lyrics. That's what I'm telling you. Uh no, it's explicitly like Christmassy, but like not. I'm trying to think of the words. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry, I mean that merry, phrase merry, is inevitably Christmas. Christian Christmas if you yeah follow it to its end. But Alexa, is Carol of the Bells a Christian Christmas carol? I bet she doesn't even have a category for that. I don't Look know. Look at it. I scrambled her, her. Alexa. Her oh. brain is blinking. Oh, yeah. Now I see. She can't. She's like, this is going straight to the She's Pentagon. like, that was too long of a question. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, what's that thing? The Patriot Act? That question just went to the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. They're like, we've never seen this before. We've never is seen this. Is that code for something? Christian Christmas Carol? Right. Oh, wow. Lots of C's in a row. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyhow, Taylor, welcome back. It was two weeks off. We should apologize. Thank you. Yeah, this that was on us. That was on us. We had a long week last week filled with a yeah. lot of things. Yeah, also you got an illness. I did get an illness on Wednesday. So I'm glad you're feeling better from that. Yeah, thank you. And then it just felt like every time we tried to be like, okay, we could do it at this time. Yeah. Something came up. Then it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, there's that. So we are sorry for our um, negligence, absence, failure. Yes. Wow. I don't think um, negligence or failure okay. is or is the right word. Yeah. Neither of those. We're better than that. We're better than that. But um, we had turkey week before that, so it's been two weeks. Oh my gosh, friends! They're probably hungry. I am so sorry. This podcast is coming to them like a balm on their weary souls. Like a balm in Gilead. And this week, the peace, the second week of Advent, mm-hmm. when all the themes are here. Um, well, a lot to talk about. How's your wisdom teeth situation? Tell tell people. Do, do they know? No, they don't. Okay. Friends, um, the week of Thanksgiving, I or the week before Thanksgiving, I went to the dentist because I had a toothache and I had never had a toothache like it hurt so bad. And so I went to the dentist and I've recently started going to a new dentist and they realized I still have my wisdom teeth as a 34 year old person and they didn't like that and they thought I should get them taken out. And so I um, I had scheduled for actually next Monday, December 13th to get my wisdom teeth taken out. And so I went into the dentist. I was like, look, I have this toothache. And they were like, okay, we are going to take half of your wisdom teeth out. Like I walked into the dentist at 10 a.m. 
for my appointment. And by 11 a.m., they had taken half of my wisdom teeth. So it was that critical that they got it done that fast? Yeah. I get. Well, actually, they were just like, there's, you know, the toothache is probably from an impacted, like, to um like wisdom tooth so we're just gonna take him out and that'll fix the toothache okay well also spoiler alert it did not fix the toothache okay it still hurt for so 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 long so many days and um they tried they sent me home with like literally nothing but then i was crying so kathleen called the dentist and asked them to give me pain medicine were you really crying like literally i was tired. really crying yeah yeah there's some real kind of pain there yeah and your teeth yep And Um, teeth pain is kind of bad because it just is slow, throbby pain. Yeah, there's like, and there's nothing to really be done except like take pain medicine. Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, I did put some frozen corn on my face and that was helpful. Oh, frozen corn is good. Frozen corn. Um, And so then, but now I still have to go get my other wisdom teeth taken out. But I'm hoping that because they don't have a toothache, it won't hurt as much. Mm -hmm. Do you think that seems reasonable? Um... I don't know. I'm not good at dentals. Okay. Well, the thing that hurt the most was the toothache. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad that's rectified. Yeah. But more coming. More coming. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. The day before our Christmas party. Well, hopefully. I'll tell you what. If if your meds don't take care of it, we got something that will. (laughs) Wink, wink. I think the meds will take care of it. I I went to a Thanksgiving Friendsgiving, like the night that I had gotten them pulled, which looking back on it seems like so strange, like what a choice I made, but I wanted to go. Yeah. FOMO is very real. Yeah. Do you think especially for her too? I think, yeah. Yeah. That might be the case. But also it was with lovely people who I love very much. So that was nice. Taylor. Yeah. Um... Well, I'm ready to change the subject because I've been yeah. sitting on this for two weeks. I wasn't even prepared to talk about my teeth, so let's go on well, to something that's else. that's an important part of our life. Yes, I appreciate you bringing um, it up. Thank guess you. what I did the Sunday before Thanksgiving? <laughs> what? I went to the Bass Music Hall. Oh, yeah. And I saw cats. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. Let's talk about cats. And I had never seen cats. Well... They had no idea what it was about. Had no expectations. Actually, I did have expectations, and they were very low. Kind of like, That's why good. are we doing this? Why don't we sell these tickets? That's always good, though, to yeah, have was... low expectations. So I'll, I got lots of analysis. First of all, okay, yeah. I, um, I, I didn't know what they were saying, which I found in the middle of a show an app you can download, which you can scan with a thing, and it, it'll give you the like closed captionings, which I wanted. Really? Yeah. That's cool. But then I just, easier than that, I just Googled like the full lyrics. To, the lyrics to Cats. Yeah. Which, they made some changes from the original. It was interesting. Interesting. And I wondered why that was. Because Lindsay and I have noticed, like we were watching older musicals and we know sometimes there's some race stuff. Yeah. And I wonder how you deal with that in the modern day when you're trying to do an old musical. Right. Okay. So anyways, first of all, they're talking about, have you seen Cats? Um, it's been a long time, but yes. Jellicle cats? Jellicle cats. So I thought they were saying something like evangelical. Oh, okay. And so I thought it was maybe a Christian Well, they are musical. talking about like cat heaven. Well, we'll get there. By the way, in terms of story, yeah, maybe the dumbest musical yes. I've ever could have possibly conceived that of. That is the general consensus. It yes. kind of feels like they let a bunch of kindergartners write the, not the, not the, the lyrics right. or choreography, but certainly the theme. The, like the um, sort of the... Uh, what they call the story yeah. in like TV shows, like the general sort of arc of the yeah. moment. So um, 
I also, there was a trivia. I, I would get Trivial Pursuit cards and read them as a kid. Okay. And one of the questions is, this is the longest running Broadway musical of all time. You know what the answer was? In is the it? 90s. Oh. Is it, it was Cats. Cats? Yeah, it was Cats. Um, and I have a favorite cat for you. Okay. I don't quite know all their names. Rum Tum Tummy. Rum Tum Tummy? You want to know why? Yeah, of course. Because he's an Enya 3 cat. Oh, okay. He's very into the crowd and the okay. crowd admiring him. Sure. So that was my favorite cat. Okay. And then there's this character called Old Deuteronomy, uh-huh. which if you've seen the movie, which I didn't, but I've heard is just awful. Yeah. Is played by Judy Dench. Uh-huh. So I'm like, Evangelical Cats, Old Deuteronomy, what's going on here? Come to find out. Emily Nance, because she was there. Uh-huh. Uh, she's, by the way, Sevens just have this random trivia head, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah. I didn't know this. Shame. Like, Deuteronomy well, means old ways. Did you know that? Deuteronomy? Yeah. No. So that is that cat figure represents the old ways. Oh. Um, old Deuteronomy. The old, old ways. Yeah. Um... Interesting. Um, but then I have to tell you this. Tell me. Okay. So at the end of the first half or the first act or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, Driz Jella or whatever her name is. Uh-huh. She, by the way, from way far away, just the makeup and her, the way that they had styled, she she kind of looked like she reminded me of Walter Fry from Game of Thrones. That's I don't think that's <laughs> what she wants. Well, because like Driz Jella, whatever her name is, yeah. she walks kind of with a, a she's, she's get old, you know, right. she's getting ready for cat heaven. Right. So she like had this kind of limp and she had slouched. Oh, yeah. But then she she sang. She looks like Walter Fry. So this is the weird thing. I did not know the song Memories was from Cats. Oh, In fact, it was this weird childhood moment where it was like, I know this song. How do I recognize it? And like the cobwebs, and it's like, oh, I heard this as a kid, but hadn't heard it since then. And um, she sang it very subtly then, okay, at the end of Act One. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty. That was kind of. Well, let me tell you. Okay. Drezjella, whatever her name is. Sure. She, near the end, closes it out with memories. Mm-hmm. And oh, my word. Yeah. So on our way home, I was YouTubing um, Jennifer Hudson, who played... In the movie. Drezjella, whatever yeah. her name is. And um, I liked our cat better. Yeah. So her name is Taylor Harris. Okay. And I'm just going to play this clip. This is from... Um, her Insta, where it's like a montage, uh-huh. but you can um, you can just appreciate her voice, okay? Okay, great. I'm excited. Wait, why is this not working? Hold on. I'm sure oh, it's muted on my. Oh. just those pipes yeah i do think holy um, smokes this is what's weird before you say your thing okay that song the melody is so transcendent yeah it's so weird I to me it in college as part of my repertoire really yeah can you sing memories yeah okay oh right now yeah no but i'm not prepared okay i it's a song that would take some work yes yeah i worked on it all semester oh my word but um that song yeah and she sang it yeah. I wanted to stand up with my evangelical hands in the air. <laughs> and then it's like, why is this song with this musical? Yeah. It's like yeah, it doesn't, the yeah. greatest song with the dumbest musical ever. 
Sure. Um, written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right. This is also what I've been told. Cats mm-hmm. is kind of a gateway for the best dancers. Like you want cats on your resume. On if like you, if one of the things you're trying bro- to say yeah. is like, I'm a really good dancer. If you can do cats. So it's a musical. It was like a, a major musical that had choreography. In life, yeah. Not just the the singing side. And also a musical for like aspiring singers to get a lead in. It may right. not as great at dancers, but to, to get a meaningful role in singing. Right. That's because what I've been told. Then you, so it's like a you resume you have some builder. good opportunities to show off your vibes. Yeah. I tell you what, though, that Taylor Harris. Well, it sounds to we me should she's, get her on. that she's a little more like sort of trained in singing in a musical theater way, whereas like Jennifer Hudson started as a pop star. Do you know what I, I mean? I mean, Taylor Harris started as part of the choir of heaven is what she's <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yes, I believe Holy that. Holy smokes. I really got the, the goosebumps. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounded beautiful. Oh, gosh. It was great. So anyways, that was my analysis of the cats. I liked it. I think that was a good analysis. I um I I was mad when I was there. The first couple of numbers started and I'm like, "Oh my god, what did we do?" <laughs> this is just going to be awful. It's going to be just as bad. And it's so 80s. Just as bad as what? Uh, as I imagined. It's oh, so 80. Okay. It was written in 81 and it's like synthesizer-y, all that stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. And the outfits are kind of actually still 80s. Like, do you have you do you remember the one guy who spins and spins uh-huh. Mr. I think it was in that quiz I did. Mr. Mistopheles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His sweater lit up or whatever. Uh-huh, His yeah. cat outfit. Uh-huh. Um, he did an impressive thing, though, where he would kept spinning around. Well, the spinning, yeah, is. Mr. Mistopheles. I mean, that's like the, some of the dancing stuff is really. My good. favorite cat was the uh, magician cat. I thought you said it was. Was Rummy Tum Tum. Yeah. Because he's a three. Okay. But, um, yeah. The magician cat was also good. Yeah. Uh, Jellicle is a four. Or whatever, Andra- Androsdical. Uh-huh. And then Old Deuteronomy is a, a Evolve 9. Oh. Yeah. Mistopheles, 7. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is so funny. Well, that I know all the Indian numbers? I've never thought to, yeah, Enneagram type. Like, well, that's free cats. for anybody. Okay, Taylor, other developing news since we saw each other? Yeah. Guess what? What? Um. Well, we saw each other yesterday. Do you mean like then or... Like since we were on the podcast. Since we were on the podcast. Okay, great. I took to the social media tools available at my disposal. Yeah. And I put a little poll up on my Insta of what's a better movie with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, Okay. Or You've Got Mail. Okay. I want you to... Did I word it wrong again? No, no, no. Okay. I want you to know, though, that what I tweeted and what I said was that I think most people prefer Yeah. Um, you've got mail, but I prefer Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. And it was okay that you were wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm right. Yeah. Uh, wrong in your preference, not in your analysis. Okay. Um you know what was interesting to me? And I and I didn't exhaust these, so if I missed a listener, but there were a lot of couples that were houses divided. Interesting. You want me to tell you who they were? I of course. The Shanks? Okay. Do you know who which I Cooper think Bergler? Neil was sleepless. I think um well, this is almost immediately disproven cuz I was going to say like um when you're from a colder place, I feel like you'd prefer sleepless in Seattle, but you don't. So Well, New York though is cold too. 
I know, but... In fact, I bet New York, on average, is colder than Seattle because it's so constant. Yes, probably so. But they... But they go to see. They go to New York and sleep in Seattle. Also, that's true. Okay, uh, Emily McDonald and Alex Luck, Lux, Lux? Uh-huh. were split. Um. And I don't remember who was who. Okay. Um, the Harrisons, British John. Uh-huh. I think was you got mail, and I think Rachel was sleepless. Yes, great. And then the Broadduses were split. Oh really? Yeah, and I wonder if these couples know this. Yeah. But thank you, um, voters, for getting it right. Yeah. And proving me. What was the percentage? It was 66-33. Oh, wow. It wasn't just like there was six and three voters. There was like 100-some voters. Wow. Just over 100. And um, Interesting. Yeah, there was no like secret sauce to the demographic breakdown either. It was male, female, all the things. Yeah. Same same screenplay writer, so you can't really say like this one's this or that. Same actors. Right. Different cities. Yeah. You know, interesting, though, both have um, kind of movie reference. Reference. So, um, Like people talk about them? No, like they are referent to oh. a movie. So it's an affair to remember in Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. which is explicit in the movie. Yes. But then you've got mail as, I think, uh, the shop around the corner. Isn't that a show? Yeah. Yeah. Or a movie. A movie. Yeah. 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 So there's that. I... Yeah, no, that is exactly what I expected, but and also it changes my mind in zero ways. Don't you just think though that there are? I I think the dialogue in You Got Mail is so rich. No, I mean yeah, but, but that's not why you would pick. Why do you pick Sleepless? Um. Well, I think Sleepless is funnier. Um, okay. And more romantic. Hmm. Do you think there's some like? Like the two energy likes the the take careness thing of Tom Hanks. Maybe, yeah, that he's kind of this like. Well, but I also think part of what I like about him in the movie is like, it's you know he keeps being on this talk show because of his son or whatever. Yeah, Doctor Marsh Fieldstone. Doctor Marsh Fieldstone, but it does seem like he's taking care of himself, even though he's like so sad about his wife. Yeah, and maybe that is part. Of, also, it's like. We watched it as a family. I never remember watching um, You've Got, Got Mail. Mail, but we watched Sleepless in Seattle a million times as a family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can hear, like, every, I watched it the other day. That's what brought it up on Twitter. And, like, um, I can hear all the things my dad would laugh at. And, like, do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's just, like, nostalgic, probably. Yeah, I get that. Uh, You've Got Mail is one of Lindsay's and I's first dates. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Within the first six months, we went to the movie and saw that. Well then. We saw Armageddon, <gasps> Truman oh Show, God. and You've Got Mail. That was all like within the first couple of months. Those are great ones. Yeah. Yeah, all those have lived on. Truman Show? Great. Oh, so good. Well, thanks voters, like yeah. I said, for proving me right. And Hey, um, <laughs> you know, another experience I just at random want to talk about. Okay. I actually have two of these. Okay. One is... For uh, a pre-Thanksgiving, like the Wednesday before, the kids were off school all week. Uh-huh. You know where I took them for for lunch? No breakfast. Uh, where? IHOP. Oh boy, is that place underrated? Really? I love IHOP. Yeah. The whole menu is great. I know people love Waffle House more, and I'm not trying to say that it's better than Waffle House. Well, we don't have it here, so and it's not, not even really like yeah. yeah. But it just is like I kind of had IHOP in my eh, you know restaurants. Yeah. 
No, you go there for some breakfast food. That is good stuff. Yeah. And they have these fun pancakes you can get. Yeah. With seasonal toppings. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said, you know? Yeah. I it like is IHOP. really, it is. And they have Mountain Dew. Oh, I didn't know so that. So maybe listeners will want to know that. I'm sure they will. Um, we, I mean, we used to go there in seminary and stuff at night. Because it was right by. True. Yeah. Yeah. Then they knocked it down and blew it up. Yep. Okay. Well, guess what? Here's a, do you ever get on your, your Facebooks? No, you don't have it on your phone, do you? No, not right now. So this probably doesn't happen to you. Well, I still check it every once in a while. It's, I, I sometimes find that parents, like UBC parents, Uh you know, they don't have my phone number or whatever, but they'll message me on Facebook. So I check it every once in a while to make sure that. So you're not even on it regularly. You're like, it's not just, it's not on your phone. You're not really on Facebooks anymore. Yeah, I would say I try. It's on my computer. I mean, I can look it up on my computer. Right, but it's like once a week or so. Yeah. Really? I think I didn't know you were Facebooks that infrequently. Yeah. Well, anyhow, um, I one thing I do on my phone mm-hmm. is that I don't read the stories, but somehow I end up on the news things, and uh-huh. I scroll down and read every single headline, which oh. is actually kind of helpful. Yeah. Because then I pick a few stories to read, and you get the diversity of headlines. Uh huh. Um, but, um, there was one. Okay. Okay. This is a bizarre one that I read. Okay. There was an India, uh, Indian man, a man from India uh-huh. who was presumed dead, put in a morgue freezer for seven hours. And he... the next morning their family comes to identify him and he moves. What? <laughs> well, here's what's crazier. Part of the reason he survived is because the electricity was going in and out that night. So the morgue freezer couldn't achieve... The it's coldest. The temperature. The coldness. Isn't needed. that wild? So he's alive. What if he was? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, what? What did they think he died of? I didn't really read up on the accreditation of the um, coroner or anything like that. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is common there. I don't know if they don't embalm people right away. I don't know any of that. I just know this guy was in the morgue locker. <laughs> and he and was they pulled alive. him out the next morning and he woke up. I mean, that, that would it's, be terrifying to me to think, oh, I could have been killed. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, when I was a kid, there was yeah. some TV show where there was an episode where the way that the bad guy was threatening people is they buried somebody alive in a coffin. And then um, they had a camera in there, like lit so that whatever, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. so the family could. And like I just had the biggest fear of my life that I was going to die by being buried alive in a coffin. That I wasn't really going to be dead. Uh. This is before I understood how they really make sure you're dead. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that was just going to be the worst way to go. So you just thought you would, they would think you were dead and yeah. very, not like a kidnapper or something. No, I wasn't afraid of that scenario. Yeah. But that would have been bad. And then, I don't know if you've ever seen the Kill Bills. I have. I don't really. This is what they do to her at one point. It's put her. But she knows, she remembers like a move where she can. Of course. Push her hand three inches and break the coffin apart. And but was she underground? Yeah. Like, wouldn't she then be? Kind well, of... I I gotta remember the mechanics. I think yeah, you'd have to shovel the dirt into the coffin uh-huh. while you shoveled your way out, kind of a deal. I think. Yeah. Uh, they didn't they didn't reenact that in the the theater of the thing. I don't like the I don't like the Kill Bills. I don't. It's Tarantino, right? Yeah. I don't really like the blood. I don't get it. Me neither. Also, I can see the beautiful use of color. Yeah. Like his stuff's very vivid. But the cinematography and stuff I think is yeah. great. But um, there's a guy who pops up on my TikTok sometimes. Uh-huh. 
and he says like the thing he says is like here's another episode of things you can say to men to upset them mm-hmm. and he did say like uh you could say like who's your favorite director and then he's like no matter who they say like they say tarantino obviously but like no matter who they say you say like ugh. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me, and then you like say, yeah, whoever they pick just to upset them. But some of them are like, ask them if they know how to swim. Um, a man, ask a man if he knows how to swim. Yeah, like it'll just be upsetting if you just like look at them and you're like, you look like you don't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What do, yeah. I'm not a swimmable guy. Yeah. What's unswimmable about exactly. me? Exactly. Yeah, I could see that. Didn't take a lot. It's like he has seven or eight episodes now. Okay. Taylor. Yeah. Tell me. Um, I want to return to a conversation we've been having. Okay. Now that the Baylor Bears have defeated. Um, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Well, who did they beat in the last week of the season? Texas Tech. Now they've beaten Texas Tech and they went on to beat Oklahoma State without Gary Bohannon, mind you. Right. Wow. 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 Although I do think that little freshman quarterback is very talented. Yeah. He kind of got shut down in the second half, but that's not the point of this. No. I maintain that the field goal was stupid. Okay. I think you're wrong. I think I'm right. That's I I understand why you think you're right. Um, so I'm, anyway. I'm not mad about the disagreement. Yeah, me neither. I just wanted to reiterate that it didn't matter, and I was right. Um, Sure. I kind of on a I need to be right thing today. It's twice now. Are you? Yeah, with the you got mail and the Oh, field yeah, goal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I better get off it. I... <laughs> Well, I just think that, like, also, I think it's been proven that Dave Aranda's not, like, a mean guy. So, it's like, he wasn't attempting to be mean. He was attempting. No, I don't think he's mean. To make In fact, sure that. Of all the impressive things that happened at that game on Saturday, mm-hmm. the most is his non-response after the fourth down stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Did you see that thing? This man has a resting heart rate of 12 beats per minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it really just seemed like, I mean, they wrote a Texas Monthly article about him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's very nice. Very impressive. Um, And also, I had never, I'd heard people talk about the clip of him talking about the Velveteen Rabbit, but have you seen the clip of him talking about the Velveteen Rabbit? No, I've just... Josh, you have to watch it. Okay. It's it's just like he's like talking. He starts talking about it, and I don't know what show he's on, but the guy's like, "I'm sorry, are you talking about the Velveteen Rabbit?" And Dave, and he laughs, and he's like, "Yeah, I am." And he just seems he seems I'm very impressed with him. Dave Aranda. Yeah. N- nice guy. Yeah. Seems to have some integrity. Didn't leave us for LSU or USC. Yeah. Or Oklahoma. Well, and seems to have said to Mac Rhodes and then, like, held to his word that, like, he didn't want to go to any of those places. Yeah. People have said, and I think it's right. I mean, I, I don't mean to throw shade on Baylor, but Baylor, you, you have this season and then you have a couple bad seasons. We're not firing you. Right. But you do that at LSU. Right. Exactly. And, I mean, he'll probably make more there, but still. Yeah, but how Oh, much speaking more? of LSU, do you and know Brian Kelly, the coach? No, I don't really know him, but I know he came from Notre Dame, right? <laughs> yeah, did you see the video of his accent? No. So he, like, did a... But I have heard people speculate a lot about, like, recruiting and what that's going to look like for him. 
LSU, you know, is obviously in the South. And yeah. he talked at a basketball well, game. Well, and it's in Louisiana, which is like a it's like a particular yeah place. It's it's like its own South, kind of like Texas is. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he he starts doing this real bad accent, and as a three, I can kind of relate to like not even being aware of what you're doing. Yeah. But you're just kind of all of a sudden trying to assimilate in ways that you don't even you're not aware of. And yeah. It's just really tacky. It's painful to watch. Really. Yeah. You need to watch it. I will because that's hey, something. Great segue though. Yeah. Speaking of LSU, my grandfather went there. I didn't know that. He did. Did you see the article ESPN did on Kim Mulkey? No. They did like a long form essay on her at LSU. It was out last week. I did. That actually isn't what I wanted to say though. Okay. So I got on a rabbit trail of Kim Mulkey's life. Okay. Did you know that her son Kramer Robertson, uh-huh. who went to Midway, Played baseball at LSU and is in the St. Louis Cardinals minor league system. No, I did not know that. I'm just jealous of these athletic families. That does feel like a thing that would be more important to you than it is to me. Well, I'm just like, wait, how do I never hear about this? You know? Yeah. I feel like baseball. Well, let me speculate a little bit. I feel like the process of baseball recruiting is quieter than oh yeah in some other well it's because there's so many well that's not true football but it's like i just feel like it takes so it's such a longer process for somebody to become like a star in baseball baseball famous right um like even if you're an amazing rookie yeah that might mean you hit 250 with 11 home runs and 48 rbis which is a very nominal season right but there just aren't rookies except for like mike trout and right I mean, it's like, right, you have like one or two guys. Bryce Harper. That's like, in my memory, the only two like early recruits who Uh I can. So. Yeah. It's a longer process. You spend time playing on like AAA teams. Right. And And developing. And and people don't really talk about that. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like a baseball junkie, you know, that stuff. But that's a pretty committed fan. Right. Which I'm not. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, there are people who, yeah, which is not to say that like. There aren't people who know those things. There are. But it doesn't feel like as... Um, you know, I feel like like sometimes high school basketball players will end up in like common, like the common like nomenclature of the American public because they did something amazing. and. Well, like LeBron James' son's game was televised. Yeah. The other night. Bronny. Bronny. Yeah. Hey, um... I have another transition chart. It's a non sequitur. Okay, but can I tell you something really quick? Yeah. About LSU? Yeah. My So my granddad went to LSU? Uh-huh. This is the John... No, this is... Um, no, John Wright, my mom's dad... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. ...went to... Um, well, he went to law school at UT, I know. Okay. And so... But um, Gervis Jefferson Post, that's my grandfather on my dad's side. Okay. He um, grew up like in Fort Worth and also in Marion, Louisiana, and he went to LSU for college. Yeah. And he had a friend who got to drive, I mean, like in a parade, drove the Tiger to the stadium Stadium for every football game. Do they have a real Tiger? And he... Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And he... Well, I don't know if they do anymore. I feel like that would be unwily and kill somebody. 
Well, right, certainly. But also it's like they don't take the bears to games anymore either. And bears can kill someone, you know. I feel less afraid of a bear, especially a the bears they would have at Baylor's campus. Yeah. They're not huge. No. And also it's like they have humans taking care of them. Like it feels yeah. like there would be safe Tame, ways. Keep them fed. Yeah. Give them a nice T-bone before you get to the stadium so they're <laughs> uninterested. Yeah. But did you know they used to make the bears drink a duck scrubber every time they scored? Really? Yes, that seems bad for the parents. I don't know, though. There's this zoo we go to mm-hmm. in Wisconsin with Lindsay's parents. Mm-hmm. And you can buy bottles of basically sugar water soda mm-hmm. and feed the bears, and people do it all day. Oh, gosh, wow. You know, I think it's like honey, right? Bears eat honey. Yeah, that's true. Like that's true. Sugar. That's a good point. Um, anyways, and my grandfather used to go with him. They would go, he would ride with them, and they had to take dates, uh, different dates every week because apparently the tiger would pee on them. Really? Like, it would get so mad, and it would, like, rear up, and then it would just, like, pee on them. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And it would be, like, mostly because the girls were in the back. Yeah. Like, their dates were in the back, so they would get peed on. That's, yeah, I could see how that would be an unpopular dating. <laughs> That's not, nobody's calling up for a second date. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. I wonder if that's changed because of Tiger King at all. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Well, but like I said, I'm not sure they even still have a live tiger. Yeah, probably just an animatronic tiger now. (laughs) Probably. Who could know? Or a mascot, probably. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, You know what's interesting about the expansion of um, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, and BYU? Well, I think one of the things that is strange is that Cincinnati had just such a stellar season. Yeah. Well, that all now three it's of like those teams are in the top 25 in basketball and in football. And in football? Well, for sure football. I'm not sure. I know BYU and Houston are in the top 25 for basketball, too, for men's basketball. Oh. But um, What? Yeah, okay. No, say what you're going to say. Uh, so think with me about the Big 12 as it is, okay? Right. You have um, Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. And you have, let's see, Kansas State Jayhawk? No. Wild Hawks. Wild Cats. Cats? Wild Cats. Right? I think so. Um, and then I think I'm just doing this in my head. West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas. Okay, so that might be it. But you're getting the Houston Cougars. Uh-huh. The BYU Cougars. Oh yeah. The Cincinnati Bearcats. Sure. And now you so now you got a bunch. And what about what is it UCF? What are they? Golden Knights. Yes. Are they knights of some sort? Yes. No, somebody is. Maybe them. Well, the Vegas Golden Knights are a team. Okay. But UCF. Alexa, what's the University of Central Florida's mascot? The University of Central Florida's mascot is Pegasus and the UCF Knights. Yeah. The Knights. The Knights. The yeah. UCF Knights. Maybe not golden, although that's kind of their color. Right, yeah. But Wow, that we're going to be very cat-heavy. Yeah, cat-heavy. A feline conference. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they should change it to the feline. The feline. Yeah, also, I 12? thought more about our discussion. What discussion? I, about how to break up the Big 12. Oh, yeah. And I am favoring the North and the South. Really? So listeners, Taylor and I have appointed ourselves the committee. When yeah. the Big 12 is reshuffled, yeah. it will be the Big 12 North and South, and the North will be BYU, mm-hmm. Iowa State, mm-hmm. Kansas, Kansas State, yeah, um, and then it'll be Virginia, West Virginia, I mean, and Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay? Then the South 
will be Oklahoma State, Houston, Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, and UCF. Yeah. So that's how we should do it. That's how. Um, if everybody cares how it should be done. Macros. Yeah. It's much easier Bullsby, if you're listening. than trying to do east-west. Yeah. Because you'd have to cut it like on 35 or something like that. Hey, um, I have a, a thing for you that you're going to like. You do? Yeah. Great. So I was noting because um, I saw a meme the other day and it was like, the year is 10,000 BC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make up the numbers, but something absurd like this. Sure. And if you started saving $10,000 a day every day, then you still don't have as much money as Elon Musk. Right. And I'm like, there's no way those numbers are right. But they are. There's no way. So I started doing the you math. You did the math, yeah. And it's close. And the meme looked grainy and old. And so it's like, I think that had to be untrue at one point. Yeah. But just recently... Elon Musk has reached almost $300 billion. What? The last time we talked about it, I know, like a month I know. ago, it was 200 I know. This is what's insane. It was like $292 billion. And granted, we've read stories now about like something production and the threat of, whatchamacallit, going out of business over here, SpaceX. Mm-hmm. But um, like two years ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. he was worth like $25 billion. Yeah. Which is already too much. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Nobody should make that much money. Well. Nobody should have that much money. Again, I'm empathetic with like your money's fake comment. Yeah. Because like. Money's fake. How, how does he have that much money? Like what? Where, where is that coming from? Like what makes him worth that much money? Right. Exactly. I Josh, mean, something is. You're asking the right questions. No, you're asking them from like a worth like. Like no human could do any kind of work that's worth. I'm like, no, what? No human could what do any system, kind of work. What system? What stock market? Well, like, how does that even happen? Like, what math things are at work? What? Are, I don't see any difference between the questions I'm we're asking. Um, your point is nobody could possibly be worth three hundred billion dollars. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of ergonomic reality could produce that kind of wealth at that kind of rate, even? And what is the difference between those two questions? Um, mine's like, oh, if you can give me an answer. Mine's objective. Yours is like no human's ever worth that much money. No. Sort of, I guess. Yeah, like, we're talking about different things. There's not a different. No, there's no difference in what yeah, we're saying. Yeah, we're talking. I'm right. No. <laughs> you're, yep. you're right again. It's like, okay, can you conceive of this? Okay. The U.S. GDP is worth whatever, how many No, it's, I'm so sorry. I tried to listen to what you're saying, and it's all fake. <laughs> so I can't anymore. The, okay, so the U.S. GDP. Yeah. Is like whatever trillion dollars. Sure. I can conceive of that because you think about all the goods and services and products and the human capital, all the things and the like, right? It's like that, those large numbers, at least there's like a thing, but like, I can't conceive of the mechanisms which are pouring into Elon Musk's fiscal reality. Because money's fake. Okay. What do you mean? That's the answer. We'll try again a different day. Stop, Josh. It's because I told you you were doing something good and you didn't like that. Because no. you want us to disagree. <laughs> no, that's not what's going on. <laughs> I have one more thing before um, you can do your things or whatever. Okay. Okay. I have another thing that proves I'm in the simulation. Okay. Great. I love this. So I tweeted. Okay. Which garnered exactly zero replies. Sure. Most uh, but, of my tweets garner zero replies, so. Well, mine are like, yeah. So about <laughs> Beth and Rip, who are two characters in Yellowstone. Mm. who have gotten illegally 
a child that would have been placed in the foster care system, like a young teenage boy. Sure. And it's a ranch, and it's very, like, Wild West. Yeah. And so their tough love strategy, and I, I tweet about how, like, my social work friends want to know about your, like, basically kind of a veiled ZPS joke. Uh-huh. Well, then, I read this article a couple days later mm-hmm. about the parenting of Rip and Beth. Okay. And then in the next episode, there yeah. was a scene where somebody called her out and said, I'm calling CPS. Yeah. The universe is listening to me. I don't think so, Josh. And simulating things back at me. No, I think probably a lot of people were talking about Beth and Rip's parenting. No. You don't think that's it? I was, the, I was a trendsetter. It was just... Oh, okay. okay well, also, yeah, you're an early adopter. No, I set the trend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was the first. <laughs> that's the thing. If I if there were, there were marks about... Okay, I have another one now. Okay. And this is not about my ego, I promise. This is, <laughs> this is about the simulation. Okay. So I wrote a joke a couple years ago. And oh. granted, it's not a hard joke to get to. Right. Okay. okay. But I had commented about us. I remember the sermon. We went to Vegas Buffet and the Carlsons were out of town and I had their kids. So I pulled up with Big Blue and eight kids got out. Yeah. And we get lots of looks. And then I, my punchline was like, and people always think I'm either Catholic or homeschooled. Okay. And you were I wrote that joke. Yeah. I've heard the Catholic one before. Right. But I wrote the like Catholic or homeschooled joke. Right. So Charlie Behrens is a com- comedian uh-huh. out of Wisconsin I follow. Okay. And he does like, he's a YouTube sensation kind of guy. Right. But he now has like stand-up shows he does and sells out. Uh-huh. I watched a bit of one and he comes from a family of seven. Mm-hmm. Guess what his punchline of his joke was? People think I'm Catholic or homeschooled? Yes. Yeah. I did that years ago and somebody caught on to it and tweeted it and it kept getting tweeted it. And it became a famous line, and then Charlie Barron's got it. Did you? Okay, so I know you tweeted it. I didn't tweet that one. Or okay, but you make you brought it up. I was the pebble in the pond. Okay, and then Charlie Barron's said it in a thing. Years later. But did you see that middle part? No, I'm I'm filling it in. I'm I'm tracing the circles, the concentric circles to the shoreline for you. <laughs> And, you know, it's just improbable. This is what I'm talking about. When but we, it's not because my existence is simulated. This is what I'm talking about when we talk about, like, facts. Like, you're missing so many facts in the story to make the thing you said true. Taylor. Yeah. You know how hard the simulators would make it to prove that the simulation is true? And they would make it maddening. They would make movies like The Matrix and The Truman Show. And they yeah, would, and they, they would, do that. And they would put them in the, the thing, and then you would see them and think, well, what if? You know what that does? So, it keeps you just quiet enough. So aren't, <laughs> so aren't we all in the simulation or just you? No, we all no, are. We all are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, here's what I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I'm sentient and right. you're simulated at me, or if it's so sophisticated that you're also sentient and being duly simulated and right. we feel like we're interacting really but of course you're gonna tell me you're not simulated i'm not simulated and that you don't feel that way i'm a real person yeah well that's part of your simulation i'm definitely not simulated i feel like if one of us is simulated it's for sure you <laughs> that's gonna be a poll question <laughs> oh, i i mean like just like yeah Again, I though I think you should see that movie. Which good, one? Good guy or whatever. 
Who's in that the one? Ryan, what's his name? Movie? Oh, yeah, I, I need to see that. Who um, you think is but, very attractive. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Like you were wow. weirded out when I don't, he's not for yeah, me. Well, who did you, oh no, that was Risa today. Guess who Risa told me is attractive today? Who? And this is like, okay, then whatever. She said Ed Sheeran's attractive. Ah, I see. Not for me. But yeah, no, I think so. No. Like, no. Why no? Because I don't think he's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, like a variant simulation. He's not even... He's, a he's not even one of the sentient simulations. <laughs> you can sing like that. That's a alien. An so, alien? Yeah. Because he's good at singing? Yeah. All the I bet you all the really great people are simulated. They're not real. Like Michael Jordan? Um, yeah. Bono. Yeah. They're like, a, Barbara Brown Taylor they're one of the robots or whatever that yeah. got too far. Yeah. They gave them too much talent before mm-hmm. they stopped or whatever. Yeah. I don't think so, but. You don't think so? No. Well, I don't really think, I think we're in a simulation. You know who is simulated? Who? Taylor Harris from Cats. Oh, because she's so talented. She, you don't just come out of the womb singing like that. No, nobody does. You work very hard to sing like that. Let's just get that one more time. That's simulated. There's no way a human could do that. I think I actually went to school with many humans who can do that. You did not. They did, and I just went to Washington Baptist University. Okay, back to me. Okay, great. Um, I think that's all that I had for my my roundup, my weekend roundup. Um. Okay. I'm going to the polls with the question later. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, good. Yeah, we had a full house. Oh yeah, I saw a picture. Yeah, old Kristen Crawford. It was so fun. Yeah, she. That a was a fun group of people. Thank you. Did uh, you have a good time? Yeah, my sister did this like um, Turkey Olympics. <gasps> what is a Turkey Olympics? Well, it's um. There was three rounds. The STEM round, which is a teacher thing, it's an abbreviation for something, but it's uh, like science, mo- science, technology, um, engineering, and okay, mathematics. Whatever. Yeah. So there was like these unusual challenges. Each family had to have a person in each one. Okay. Then there was the physical round, which okay. the Carnies dominated. Naturally. And then there was the trivia round. Can I tell you about a really great moment? Yeah. So in the physical round, of which we took. First, 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 and a second. Uh-huh. Um, Wendell won the plank competition. Lillian took second in the balance competition. I won the drinking competition. And then. Like um, alcohol or? Well, yeah, but that's kind of misleading. Like you had to slam a glass of wine at the end, but it was on a piece of toilet paper and you had to roll it towards yourself across the table. You seen this thing? So the toilet paper is unfurled. The gla- glass of wine is on the toilet paper. Uh-huh. And you have to roll the toilet paper back up and bring the glass of wine towards you as it winds up. Oh. And they take it. So I won that one. But um, Because you can't spill it is yeah. the fear. So we ended up winning the whole thing by a point Ooh. and beating the Crawfords. Uh-huh. And in the wall sit where you just like sit like in a chair, but yeah. there's no chair and you're on a wall. Yeah. Uh, it was down to Mabel and Judah Crawford. <gasps> oh, and Mabel won? Mabel won. Now, I will say, Judah Crawford kind of lost on a technicality, uh, but still, Mabel. Mabel's a hero. She is a hero. 
And Wendell won the plank. That's also. But I think there was something about being like a foot tall and not really having a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, you don't have to like. I think that's harder the taller you are. Do like uh, in, engage your core as right. much yeah. if you're only a foot tall. So, but there was that. So it was a good turkey day. How about you? A good turkey day? Yeah, really great. We found out at the last minute Marty's oven did not work. Oh, no. So that's we, a rough day to discover that. Yeah, so we ended up having to go back and forth between my aunt and uncle's house. But once we got it all done, it was, like, really fun. Also, we tried a new turkey recipe. It was delicious. It was very important to me. Yeah. Well, good. Did you brine it? Smoke it? Dry brine it. Dry brine. Yeah. Okay. And then, so we dry brined it on, like, Tuesday night. Yeah. And then and we, we carved it ourselves. Yeah. Do you not usually carve the turkey? Well, we carved it before we served it. Oh. And cooked it. Oh, before you cooked it. Before we cooked it. Yeah. I didn't know you could even do that. So yeah. you're cutting into the raw flesh? We were. Okay, I didn't know that was an option. And then on, I mean, you just have to make sure you wash your hands like chicken or whatever, you know? So um, is that why you would dry brine it then? Because you can really cover all the pieces. Yeah. That makes sense. It's kind of like rub. Yeah. Okay. And then we... Um, I would like that better, I think. Right. Well, also, it's like it's hard to cook a turkey all together and not get some of it be right. dry. So what did you um, end up... How'd you cook it? Bake it? Um, well, actually, it's like a three-step process. We seared it. Seared it. And you, so you cut out the wings yep. and the legs and the breast. Mm -hmm. And so we seared it mm -hmm. all, and then we butter-basted it all. Okay. And then we put it in the oven with the, the dark meat first and then the breast yeah. at the last. Very and good. it was the juiciest turkey I've ever had. Oh, I bet it was good. It was very delicious. Maybe I should cook a turkey for Love Feast next year. Maybe you should be the turkey cooker. Yeah, just one turkey. Make sure that I get to taste some, though. Okay, I will. Okay, it was Taylor. so fun. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. Do you have a quiz for me today? I do have a quiz for you. Quiz time! Oh Whoa. my gosh! <gasps> you know what that was? Uh, Listener, that simulation. was not planned. That was the simulation. We're both simulated. We're both <laughs> That's the thing. It's like the same um, umbilical cord thing from the Matrix is yes. in our spines. In our spines. That was crazy. That was crazy. We both said quiz time. Okay, here it's. Uh, this is a classic Christmas movie trivia quiz. Oh, I'm gonna crush this. Okay, great. This, I think these are all questions about It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. What's the name of the guardian angel who takes Clarence George Christmas Bailey angel. on his journey? Clarence. Uh, who directed It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, shoot. This is not the type of... You just like enjoy Christmas movies, right? Yeah, is, it, is there a choice or not? No. Is it... Um, can you see the answer? I can. Can you give me the first letter? F. Frank Oz. Frank Capra. Capra, yes. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Dang it. Why is George ineligible for service in World War II? Uh, because of his ears. Yeah, he's deaf in one ear. Yeah. What is the yeah. name of the town? Bedford Falls next. Yes. What book did George receive as a gift from Clarence? That's right. That's right. Um, I don't remember. The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Okay. Well, who's the actor that plays George Bailey? Um, Jeremy Stewart. 
Yes. Yeah. What's the name of George's youngest daughter? Oh. Zuzu? Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at you. In the world Not where a smidget cold. George was never born, what occupation does Mary have? Marion. Da-da-da-da-da. Librarian. Yes. And she was a librarian. What does George George's brother Harry become when he joins the service? A uh, World War Two pilot hero. Yes, a Navy pilot. Navy pilot. In the universe where George was never born, Bedford Falls has a different name. What is it? Pottersville. Pottersville. Okay, th- these are about Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. This is. <laughs> I, I think I've seen it once. Okay, so that was. Um, it's a Wonderful Life is 1946. Okay. This is 1947. Okay, ready. Who plays Doris Walker? Like the actor? Yeah. Um, is it... I don't know, Dorothy Day. Maureen O'Hara. Yeah, wouldn't have got that. What's the name of the lawyer who defends Chris Kringle in court? Juniper. Nope, I have no idea. Fred Gailey. How many Oscars did the movie win? Six. Three. Okay. How did Doris and Fred know one another? Uh, neighbors in the apartment. Yeah. Okay. Which famous actress played Suzanne Walker? Susan Walker. I don't know. Natalie Wood. Okay. Judge Henry X. Uh-huh. Harper's political advisor warns him about ruling that Santa doesn't exist. Why does he think it's a bad idea? Because of um, the legal nature of the post office address? <laughs> uh, no. Well, it'll hurt the judge's re-election bid. Okay. No, that's not the right answer. Why uh-huh. does Chris Kringle have to fill in as Santa during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Because the other Santa came down with influenza. Well, he was drunk. Oh, okay. I do remember him being drunk. I don't remember. What gift does Susan ask Chris Kringle for? Uh, I don't know. Candy? A tree? Her mom to come home from work or something? A house. A house? A house. Okay. Obviously, I've only seen this once. Was True one. or false, Miracle on 34th Street was released in November 1947. True. No. <laughs> it was released in June 1947. Oh, I thought I just had to get 47 right. Yeah. Uh, okay, A Christmas Story. Okay. Do you feel good about that one? No, but I'll try. I never well, read the book. Do you want me to f- find more movies? No, let me try that because I've read the book and I've seen a bunch of versions. Okay. A Christmas Story. When, when, what present does Ralphie want more oh, than anything? Christmas Story. Red Rider BB Gun. Yeah. Let's sing a Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. What was the name of Ralphie's younger brother? Uh, start with the E. No, I give up. Okay, Randy. Randy. What was the secret message Ralphie deciphered from the Little Orphan Annie radio show? Drink Ovaltine. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine, yeah. Yeah. A lamp shaped like a woman's leg. Oh, wait, I... Fragile. I started reading the answer. Yeah, it's a lamp shaped like a woman's leg. Uh-huh. What was in the Fragile? What prize does Ralphie's dad win in a contest? Yeah. yeah. What are the names of the of the bullies who terrorize Ralphie and his friends? Vixen Bronx. Scut Farkas and Grover Dill. Wow. 
What gift? Um, who gifts Ralphie a pink bunny onesie for Christmas? His aunt. Aunt Clara. Okay, the next one is Home Alone, so I want to skip there. Why? Because I like Home Alone. You want to skip it then? No, I want to skip. There's like five more questions. I just want to go. Oh to Home yeah, Alone. let's go to Home Alone. Okay. In which state was Home Alone filmed? Illinois. Illinois. Where is the McAllister family planning to spend Christmas? Paris. Paris. What is the name of the traveling polka band Kevin's mom, Kate, travels with on her way home to Kevin? Um, polka, polka, polka. Great polka. Polka. Um, John Candy. Holy Rollers. There's a... Um, it's something... It's like a pun. The Kenosha Kickers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where's Kenosha? It's in Wisconsin. South oh. of Milwaukee on the on Lake Michigan. Okay. Are they famous for kicking people? I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think it's like, what's the kicker joke? Kind of like... Oh, okay. That would be my guess. What is the nickname of the pair of burglars that then, that tries to break into... Mav. The McAllister's Harry. home. Yeah. But they're like... Harry. They're like burglar... Oh, name. the wet bandits. The wet bandits. How many siblings does Kevin have? I think it's four. Yeah. It's hard to tell because there's the cousins too. Right. There's like so many of them. Obviously Buzz and the one who says Le Compe Competon. Right. What the French call. And then there's the other sister. Yeah. And then there's, must be a third sister. Yeah. Okay. Or a little, yeah. Fuller is his actual brother, but he's, I think, one of the cousins. Or is Fuller his brother? Is it Kieran? Mm-hmm. Um, Culkin. Yeah. I can't remember. Kieran, Fuller, what the bad? Culkin. Kieran Culkin, yeah. Because there's three Culkins. Do you watch Succession? It watch what? Succession? Kieran. That's Rory. Oh, Rory Culkin? I thought it was Kieran. There's Kieran, Rory, and Kevin. Or what was his name? Oh. Yeah, no, sorry. Kieran Culkin's like a real person. Yeah, so is Rory. Oh. So the guy that played Thibodeau in um, the Waco TV miniseries uh-huh. um, is different than the guy in... Succession? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then there's Kevin McAllister. Right. <laughs> also known as McCulloch. Um, how's Kevin punished after getting into a fight with his older brother, Buzz? Sent Buzz it seems like the worst. Yeah. Sent to the third floor. Yeah. Which to is the attic scary. space to sleep. Or whatever that is. He's sent to the attic. Why were the McAllisters running late in the morning? The alarms didn't go off. Because yes. the power went out when the yep. tree fell on it? I didn't even think about that until... Like, I watched it recently and I was like, oh my gosh. We know about power outages now. We know so much about power outages. Okay, what does Old Man Marley... Who does Old Man Marley reunite with at the end of the movie? His family. His son's family. His son's family. That's exactly right. Oh, his name's Marley? Uh-huh. I was interested in the nods. Yeah. Like, I was thinking from an earlier one, Wonderful Life, um, there was one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, because Bedford is in Family Stone. That's the name. That's where Meredith's from. Oh. She's from Bedford. They always do that. There's like a nod. And you know what else is one? What? You know how um, in It's Wonderful Life, he grabs the knob from the stairs? And gets so uh-huh. frustrated. Yeah. And then Clark cuts it off 
and uh-huh. Christmas vacation. Right. There's yeah. always those subtle Christmas notes. Yeah, I love that. I for the first time last night, I really felt it. Like I was like, oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> Mostly because I was at H E B, which what a strange thing to like. Yeah. Feel, but then also we had the women's book club. Oh, Christmas, good people. Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, they're good people. It was really fun. Okay. There's a, a couple of other movies, but how are you feeling? I love this so much. Okay. I don't know if listeners love it, but it's Christmas. So. Yes, it is. Okay. What about the Santa Claus? Yeah, I could do this. Scott Calvin. Yeah. What is Scott Calvin's job at the beginning of the movie? Toy maker? Toy judge? Toy salesman, yeah. Sales, okay. What's the name of the head elf at the North Pole? What does it start with? A B. Bumpkin. Bernard. Bernard. I like that you went with Bumpkin, though. Why must Scott take over the role of Santa Claus? Because Santa Claus fell off his roof and disintegrated when he picked up the coat or something like that. Yes. Um, where does Scott and Charlie go after Scott burns the Christmas Eve turkey? Uh, to, like, a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> they go to Denny's, which I think is funny. Okay. What's the first obstacle Scott faces in the first house he visits on Christmas Eve? Um, there's a fire in the chimney? No, a large dog. Oh, yeah. What job does Charlie's stepfather have? Psychiatrist. Yep. Laura and Neil call the police because they think Scott has kidnapped Charlie. But in reality, where did Charlie go? To the North Pole? Yeah. What magical object did Bernard give Charlie? The orb to see the... A snow globe, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Have you seen all the orb, pondering my orbs memes? Mm-mm. Okay, I guess I'm a little more up on it than you are. Pondering my orbs. How did Scott get out of jail? Because mm, he told the guy what he wanted for Christmas or something? Um, no, this keeper. just says the elves. Oh, the elves did it. But I do remember a moment where it's like... He does tell someone. Maybe that's in Santa Claus 2 or 3 or something. Oh, yeah, maybe. The elves... Yeah, how many Santa the Santa Claus movies are there? Three. There are three. Did three? I win? Yeah, you won. Oh, good. Not very good on the Miracle on 34th Street. What were the other movies that there were quizzes questions on? Um, well, here's Elf. Yeah, I would have crushed that. Yeah. And I think there was... Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I would have failed that. Yeah, that one makes you mad, right? Yeah. Um, National Influence Christmas Vacation. Oh, can I do that one? Sorry, listen. Yes, of you course. You can fast forward. Uh, which city do the Gridswalds live in? Chicago? Mm-hmm. What's the name of Clark's boss? Um, oh, man. Griswold. Um, Mr... I'll come back to it. Keep going. Okay. What does Clark forget to bring when the family goes to cut their... The chainsaw or the Yeah, stuff. a saw. Instead of cash, what does Clark's boss give him as a Christmas bonus? Jelly of the Month Club. Yes. <laughs> Which magazine is Clark trying to read with sticky fingers in bed? Um, is it People? Uh-huh. Who plays Rusty in this film? Oh, I can see his face. Uh, is it... He was in Stand By Me, I think. Stand By Me. It's not one of the Corys, is it? No. Um, give me his first name. Johnny. 
I don't know. Johnny Galecki. Okay. Clark wears a navy blue baseball cap that represents which NFL team? Bears. Chicago Bears. Bears. Who plays Cousin Eddie? Quaid. Yep, Randy Quaid. During which holiday does the movie end? Christmas Day? Eve? Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Who tosses a match in the, in the storm drain causing an explosion? Um, Uncle Lewis? Yeah. So then it's just what's the name of Clark's Yeah. Boss? Mr. Shirley. Yeah. Frank Shirley. That's it. And then they have the Grinch. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, guess what time it is. Time to our sponsors. A word from our sponsor. Taylor. Yeah. Well, it's that time of year when you're you're baking, you're cooking, mm-hmm. you're doing all the things, but you just can't quite get ready for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you want to give somebody one of the best, most tasty treats available in the Waco area? You call up Megan over at the Cookie Hustle. Yes, you do. For the most eloquently decorated, tasty, well-designed, state-of-the-art, I'm talking blow-your-mind British Bake Off show kind of cookies. Absolutely. You need to go over to the Cookie Hustle 254. You can check her out on her website there, or she's on the Instagrams. She I, is. I just give her a call at, um, never mind, she doesn't list that. I, I'd email her at cookiehustle254 at gmail.com. There you go, yeah. But to check out all of her best cookies and the stuff online, you can either do her Insta or go to her website. Megan Glover is looking to make you look like the yeah. prize of the party. Yeah. With your favorites you bring. Yeah. So think about the Cookie Hustle, and we're sure grateful for their sponsorship during this holiday season. Yeah, Megan's a hero. <laughs> what do you, do you think we could get Taylor Harris on our show? <laughs> Let's see how many followers she has. I don't know. Taylor Harris. She's only got 2,633, no, 3,200 followers. Well, you know. What do you think the odds that Taylor Harris has time for us? Oh, for like a a Zoom? I think she probably has time. I don't know. She's doing cats every day somewhere. Well, yeah, but I mean, I have a friend who was on the Les Mis, like traveling cast. And he would have made time. For, he could have made time. Travel he was on Lay Miserable. He was, yeah. Really? Who did he play? John Beljon? He played. Um, I mean, he was in the cast. He was a swing. He understudied um, in Rolius, I think. Um, the guy who's like the leader of the students. Like, oh, okay. Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah. He was. He played the understudy for that guy. Okay. Well, I'm telling you, we want Taylor Harris on this show. Also, recently a pers- uh, guy I knew from college was in the live-action Annie, like on TV. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. Oh, she's from the Pacific Northwest. Same. I'm not. Okay. All right. Well, Taylor, guess what I wanted to talk about today? Uh, so, perhaps in the biggest news, since we were, um, since we met... On yeah. the podcast. Sure, yeah. The Louisiana version of the abortion appeal, that's just what I'm going to call it. Okay. Went to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And it, did it pass already? Or is it still in? It's not, Um. well, do you mean? Like, did they uphold the Mississippi ruling? Is that what? 
I don't think they have done that yet, but I could be wrong. So, but we're we're already up in arms because we know is that we know what's going to happen. Is that what's yeah? And like it seems very likely that the court will uphold the law. Okay, so here's my question about this. Okay. This particular law is outlawing abortions after 15 weeks in Mississippi, right? I'm going to be really honest. Emotionally, I have not had much space to look into like the details of these things. You know what I mean? Well, because this is because I've I've seen this, which is the the Mississippi ruling itself, but then yeah. the subtext has been, and if this happens, this is going to be the undoing of Roe. Right. But this, but that's a still another thing. But like somehow this is the tell, which I wasn't convinced that that's the case. Okay. Um, because there are a lot of nuanced pro-life, pro-choice positions. I don't know how you'd look at it, mm-hmm. which would say, yeah, don't have abortions after 15 weeks that are still pro-choice. Um, sure. Is that, is it, it is 15 weeks? I think if I understand the Mississippi law one correctly, um, that is the case. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, sorry, what's the exact question? Well, I was wondering if, um, cause obviously for people that are concerned about this, right. Sort of the ultimate, um, thing would be the reversal of Roe. Right. And so as I understand this, the ruling on the Mississippi case, however consequential, cause there are some people who would say that in of itself is terrible. Right. But um, I, for example, in my posture, I'm like, well, 15 weeks, hopefully you would you would have a choice by then anyways. Right. But I don't know, treading lightly here. Sure. Um, but the, the again, the thing seems to be, if this is a thing that's indicative of what's going to happen for Roe, um, which I don't understand how the court works and how they would know that. It's kind of like in murder trials, if mm-hmm. they announce they're innocent on the first one, they're usually innocent on all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe that's just the way the court works. Like if it's you're overturning this, that's indicative. I also read, though, that John Roberts was basically trying to kind of save Roe by like, okay, if I'll if I vote for this, can we agree not to overturn Roe? Right. Which it makes me wonder a um, I perhaps naively before this, in large part because of John Roberts, believed that the Supreme Court was this non-politicized entity. Well, yeah, I think that is the goal, which right? is proving very much to not be the case now. Right. Um, which I think is just, is going to be disastrous in ways that have nothing to do with Roe versus Wade. Sure, right, in other... It, this is now going to become the newest battleground. Yeah. And it's very, very, very unfortunate and dangerous, I think. Well, and I feel, well, and um, I saw, I think, Elizabeth Warren say, like, you know, over the course of the past four years, as we saw, um, well, and did Trump place three people or just Kavanaugh and Comey Barrett? No, he also did um, Gorsuch. Gorsuch, yeah. Because that was the one that Merrick Garland was withheld was supposed to, right, yeah. And then they blocked the, the House, was it blocked? Or was it the Senate? And the Senate. I think I think both, but mostly the Senate, because I know Mitch McConnell had a large hand in yeah. making it happen. Um, right. And he said, like, 
it was, I mean, it was essentially like more than a year. I, I think like maybe not more than a year, but like nine months before the election. And he was like, no, it's yeah. too close. But then they and then confirmed Graham, Amy Comey ooh. Barrett with like three, it's like three weeks. Really. Lindsey Graham, that made me so mad. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Elizabeth Warren's point was, like, these three people, like, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Comey Barrett all stood before the court and said that they would, like, or stood before the Senate and said that they would mostly uphold, you know, like, the way yeah. the way things have been. Well, and I saw that headline floating around, it's time to admit that we were lied to, it was like New York Times, and I thought, well, as somebody who likes to kind of give every last shade of doubt, to me that seems right. Right. And I just don't understand like they had they had the political clout they needed in those moments to be honest. I don't know why they just weren't honest. Right. Right. Do they think they were going to swing some Republican votes with their honesty to not vote for them or vote to confirm them? Yeah. I don't know. It's also wild. I'm I'm eating eating humble pie on this one. I never thought this would happen. Right. And it was again a large part because of John Roberts. Right. Who, you know, and I, I, I don't know enough about the court, but I feel like the court before him behaved that way, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of the uh, Ginsburg, um, who was the feller that passed away in Texas? Not Alito, Scalia. Scalia, the, the, yeah. The Ginsburg-Scalia world. Right, yeah. Like, did that die with them? I don't know. Or right. did I just not know that this was much more politicized than I knew? Exactly. And I, it's so frustrating. I know we're not exactly talking about the ruling right now. But it's it's so frustrating to me how much, um, how hard I feel like the, the people I know that are Republicans mm-hmm. tried to sell Amy Comey Barrett to me and say like, no, she's like really reasonable. She's just like a really smart person. Like she is going to make the best choice no matter the like political landscape or whatever. But it's like we knew mm. what her decisions had been. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And it's very frustrating to me that, like, I don't, I, I think I, at this point I'm pretty worn out. Like, I'm like, just say it. Yeah, it's interesting. Your tone to me is a little different than in the past when we've talked about these things. Yeah. I can hear the weirdness and the exhaustion in a way I can't before, haven't before. Yeah. So here's my question then. Does this just become a ping pong game, though, of whoever controls the court? Well, I don't know because, like, not every president gets to... That's what I'm saying, though. Regardless of how it works, like even if it's another fifty. Oh years, yeah, sorry. You, just the court. Yeah. But it's like I. It's here's the thing to me, right? Is mm-hmm. like, so a lot of the really old justices have passed away. We have some younger, like people in their forties and fifties on the yeah, court. Yeah, Breyer. Is that how you name it? Stephen Breyer. He's mm-hmm. the oldest one now. Yeah, and so it's like, you know. What if in 30 more years it's another Republican president who well, has the... I mean, at this point, does it matter? Right. Yeah. Well, but then it's like, two? what if the whole court is... I mean, I would have thought that the 6-3 thing mattered and like, mm-hmm. you know, again, Roberts had a, a series of making surprising choices because of precedent votes. Right. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, you know, it's still close. 5-4. Maybe some creative stuff will happen. Yeah. But I mean, now I'm like, no, it's clearly 6-3. No, well, not even 6-3 because I think Roberts is, I think it's 5-4 still. Yeah. But. I Right. But you have sort of like loud people who have more presence or people who are louder. But I think my mom's talked about how 
There's a push in like the legal community for the court to expand. Well, so I remember talking to Carrie Fisher about this. Uh-huh. And this was during Amy Comey Barrett. Uh-huh. Am I say that right? Coney or Comey? Comey. Barrett's appointment. And Carrie was complimenting her. I was complimenting her. Yeah. Um, saying, you know, the whole thing has not been great in terms of like how the courts have held up mm-hmm. or the Senate has. But she seems like just an incredibly intelligent, great human being. Right. Um, and she had mentioned that like there was the possibility of putting 14 on. Yeah. And um, and she even said, and, and my God, I, I hope that doesn't happen because that will just create essentially like a political war within the court. But then I'm like thinking, and again, I, I feel like I'm usually the moderate in these things and right. hold out for the side opposite. But I'm thinking if you're a liberal at this point, all gloves are off. Why not abuse the power? Well, it's so strange, right? Because it's like we have, they have, they have the Senate, they have the House, and we have the presidency, and it's like nothing is being done. And I mean that kind of generally, but also like. Oh, you mean like they're not enacting laws and they're not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think Joe Manchin and what's her name from Arizona really are cogs in the wheel. Right. Which is like. Okay. If you're a Democrat. Right. But I also just think, um, I mean, so I, I can't remember everything at this point, but like I did have a conversation with Marty about it and read a few articles about it. It feels like forever ago. I can't remember when it was, but like, um, and there's like, I mean, there are ways in which this makes sense and not just like because of it's what I want. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, so the court has been. Like people, it has been like spots have been taken off before, uh-huh. or and it has been expanded before. Oh, they've reduced it before. Yeah, both. I didn't realize that. And so, well, I think it was a long time ago, um, and and it also it like had to do with like population and yeah. like Kinda who like, is being um, represented. Well, it's like just like the electoral college. Right, right. right. And so it was like, uh, and like the reasons it has been expanded was kind of like. There's more people to represent than before. Yeah. And so I do feel like that makes sense as far as um, uh, as far as like there are. It's true. Again, there are more people in the country than when it was decided that it should be nine or whatever. So yeah, I wonder what determines that, though. Right. I mean, obviously, you alluded to population, but I wonder how within population is organized by yeah. court districts or by. Circuit right. courts or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Well. But I I also feel... Yeah. I, well, anyways, what were you going to say? Um, I was just saying, I, again, I generally have been surprised. Yeah. I mean, I guess I started to see the writing on the wall with Amy Comey Barrett. Mm-hmm. But I... Um, I think I still thought, okay, but, well, because the, there was a, a case ruled on before this. Wasn't Alabama's already ruled on before this? And that's where I was like, oh, wow. Oh, I can't remember. I do know they've, um, you know, they've decided that, like, the gerrymandering in Texas is bad. and The courts did? Mm-hmm, they're going to prosecute Texas. and. Well, that's Merrick Garland, though. Is that the Supreme Court? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It was Merrick Garland that did yeah. that. I get so confused about what Merrick Garland's job is because of... He's the, what do you call it? Not the district attorney. The attorney, attorney general. Attorney general. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but because of like everything. Which I'll happens. be super curious how the court rules on that if it makes it to him. Right. So, but I do think, to me, it's like, this is so frustrating. Do you know what I mean? And like, so the Texas law is insane, first of all. Like, um, and I do think people. I don't understand the Texas one. I know it's more strict. Um, well, it's within six weeks. But also, like, so I was told by Lindsay, who had a miscarriage, uh-huh. that her DNC would have been illegal under. Yes. It's not true. Because I had it in a sermon and I double checked with an OBGYN. And they said that's not true? Who was a liberal. I think. And she said that's not true. But here's the case. I mean, here's the truth, I think. I do think that probably, like, no matter what the intent of the law is supposed to be, mm-hmm. I do think probably a woman could could be prosecuted. Do you know what I'm saying? Even if everybody in the Senate would say, like, that's not what we intend, or, you know. So, like, the law is fudgy enough that... Yeah, and people are fudgy enough that I think that... Yeah. Well, I also heard that, like, because you could report people in the Texas law, right? It's not yes, mis- and you get up to $10,000. And that um, the, pe- the lines are just flooded with... People being like... Misleads. Screw you. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Oh, are people lying? Yeah, it's to kind of shut it down and it worked. Oh, okay. And so now they don't have that anymore? I don't know. I should research this. Interesting. I, don't even, I was going to ask Alexa, but I don't know how to... Ask. Alexa. Can I report an abortion in Texas? Alexa is mad at you for asking that question. Really? Yeah. Even for the sake of research? She hates you now. Yeah. Well, I've scrambled her brain twice now. <laughs> Alexa, is Carol of the Bells a Christian Christmas Carol? <laughs> Yeah, I bet you're not. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She didn't even try, actually. She just was like, You know what who the simulation know? didn't do? What? They, I mean, Alexa is not a star figure in the simulation. No. She's very limited. Yeah, Alexa is Although, very can limited. Can I give Alexa a compliment? Yeah. So, our foster kids. Alexa, this is for you. Can um, They can interpret. Alexa can interpret the foster kids. Oh, really? Like, I mean... Kids and name, they're young. Like, the two-year-old, I can't say his name in the year. Um, he will say, like, Alexa, play Baby Shark. Uh-huh. And But it does not sound like that at all. And somehow, Alexa, Alexa knows. I love that. And Alexa also knows how to play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Uh-huh. And Alexa knows how to play... Um, there's a bunch she gets. Uh-huh. It's very impressive. I love that. So, interpreter of accents. Of and toddler. Mis- mispronunciation of toddlers. Alexa is very good. Okay. Great job, uh, Alexa. In- interpreter of hard questions for me. <laughs> right. No. L- limitations. Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, what do you think? Should we hang it up? Yeah, I will just say um, before we go that I just feel extremely tired of like having like here's a th- here's a question I want everyone to answer in their head, right? Like rhetorically or do you want me to give an answer right now? No, I know what the answer will be. To everyone, okay. which is like, when you think about the women in your life, uh-huh. do you fully trust them to make decisions 
for their own health care and their bodies. Yeah. Well, that's what an abortion is. It is health care. Yeah. And so, like, if your answer is yes, then why are we doing this all the time? Like, uh, why are we legislating? Why are we not legislating? Or do you want me just to be like, good no, question? No, 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 that's fine. I don't. I just okay. want people to think about, like, do you feel like the women in your lives are full humans who can make decisions for their own bodies? And if you think that the answer to that is yes, then why are we even freaking talking about this? Please just let women make choices for their bodies, you know? Yeah. And I know we've talked through this and mm-hmm. there's, I know there's more nuance to it than that, but like yeah. at the end of the people day, people object don't see it that way at all. People what? That objects don't that like you're asking the wrong question. I'm not asking the wrong question. They're no. asking the wrong question. Okay. I'm not. No, I know. Okay. I, I, I yeah, I hear you. It's like, I'm uh, just saying you're not, you're not going to convince anybody that you want to convince with that question. Well, also, you know, I don't really care anymore. They've been really mean to me for a long time. <laughs> like my whole life, like as a 12 year old being like, oh, your parents love killing babies. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah, that is. Um, Although that cuts both ways. Did you see, do you follow Tish Harrison Warren on, um, on uh, Instagram? No, I don't think so. On Twitter. Yeah. Her and Karen Swallow Pryor, is that uh-huh. her name? They are pro-life. I don't know in what form, how nuanced, or how they articulate that. Yeah. But one of them screenshotted letters she's gotten for being pro-life. And they're like, it's not, I can't even, worth repeating. Yeah. On the air of what people have said to her. Yeah. I mean, that's not great. No. I don't support that. And I didn't think you did. Right. Yeah. So, but it just is like. The radical fundamentalism exists on both sides. Of course. As always, you know. Um, But. It is just like I can appreciate the exhaustion. That's what I can appreciate. Yeah, I'm really tired of like women having to like be like, here are the ways in which I have not been able to make decisions about my body. Here are the ways in which that's harmed me. Here are the ways in which that's harmed my family. And everybody's like, oh, um, it's like women sobbing about their experience in the world, and people yeah. are like, I find that uncompelling. And it's just like, what the hell? Hmm. I can't, I, you know. The lack of empathy. Yeah. yeah. And like a lack, a refusal to like, to say like, well, I should say this is my experience, right? It's not universal. Mm-hmm. But like a refusal to say like, yeah, I guess you can. I guess there are two sides to this conversation. Mm. You would even take a acknowledgement of the two sides. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I like that a lot. Yeah. So that's yeah, acknowledge stressful. the complexity. Right. Yeah. If you can't do that. Yeah. It's it's just tiring to me. Yeah. Well, Taylor. Yes. Let's set our our weary exhaustion on the altar of prayer. Yes. And plead that in all cases, the best things would happen for women. Yes. Yes. That is what we want. Okay. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. We're sorry it's been two weeks. We hope that you're feeling great about this podcast (laughs) and that um, you'll tune in again. Happy Adventing. Happy Adventing.